from the Mercy One Studio. Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your host, Gene Wells. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone, to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is your weekly dose of news from the diocese and around the world, plus commentary on issues, tough issues that give us angst, and that's what we're talking about today is angst. Uh, We've all got it. It's been a crazy year, and it's wearing on each and every one of us. So we're going to talk about how to deal with that today. It's, uh, It's Straight Talk. We've got questions. We've got some answers for you. I am Jean Wells, and I count among my many blessings, and I try to count them literally every day to be able to, to be with you, to be broadcasting from the Mercy One studio here in Iowa Catholic Radio. I mean, it is a gift to talk about our faith, to talk about um, how our faith connects with everything in life, including the anxiety we have. Today, this morning, in my own prayers, you know, I've been feeling down in the dumps and, and I said, Lord, you know, let my joy be you and let everything else be set aside. That's my mantra for today. So maybe you can adopt that as well. Hey, today uh, joining me is Carol Mensink. She's a therapist with Catholic Charities and Scott Caldwell. He's the director of programs for Catholic Charities. And we're talking about the mental health of the nation And given these continuous disasters plaguing our country, what are we going to do about that? How do we keep our soul at peace? Um, We're going to discuss telecounseling, that that is an option. Maybe, you know, does insurance cover that? If you, you know, need counseling and want counseling, need that third-party perspective, uh, all of that. Um, So related to our topic, a a poll by the Kaiser Family Foundation found that nearly half of Americans report that COVID-19 is harming their mental health. The August edition of Psychiatry Research found that loneliness and depression and suicide ideation had all increased since the pandemic. Similarly, a report from Mental Health America found that in June, Daily screenings for anxiety or depression were up more than 400% compared to January. The Designers for Disease Control and Prevention said that in the last week of June, quote, U.S. adults reported considerably elevated adverse mental health conditions associated with COVID-19, end quote. Even as early as March, the disaster distress hotline for the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration saw an 891% increase in callers compared to the previous year. This does not mean, however, that everyone is equally vulnerable. In virtually every study done on mental health, those who score high on religiosity as measured by beliefs and practices fare considerably better than their secular counterparts. The evidence is overwhelming. Now, no one knows this uh, subject better than Dr. Harold Koenig. He is a professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences and associate professor of medicine at Duke University. And on May 8th, the second edition of the Handbook of Spirituality, Religion, and Mental Health was published by Koenig and David Rosemarin. 
they concluded, as Koenig found in uh, two previous editions of this volume that he edited alone, those who take their religion seriously do better on mental and physical health measures than those who are without a religious affiliation. So all of this conversation, I'm gonna share this phone number a couple of, of times. This is the National Alliance on Mental Health. They have a 24 hour helpline. So grab a pencil, if you're feeling stressed, put this, this number down, share it on your social media, share it with friends. That number is 800-950-6264. If you've given up hope, there is help immediately. Don't feel like you are alone. That number is 800-950-6264. So before we get to our topic, a couple of events to keep in mind. September 24th, mark your calendars for that one. It's a national day of prayer and fasting for God's mercy on our land and the healing and conversion of our hearts. For more information, you're going to go to John Father John Ricardo's new ministry that is online acts29.org. You're going to spell that out in Roman numerals, xxix.org. And join us in prayer and fasting on September 24th. Uh, and then following that weekend, it's the Christ Our Life Conference, September 26th and 27th. Tickets are available to be in person or online, which is a new option this year. Uh, for tickets, go online to ChristOurLifeIowa.com. And close to home, the Iowa Catholic Radio Carathon is just around the corner, September 28th through October 2nd. And you will make the difference this year. Your prayers and support are the fuel which keeps the engine of Iowa Catholic Radio humming along. Prayerfully consider a $30 a month gift and be ready to call in during the Carathon with your pledge of support. Personally, on behalf of all of us at the Iowa Catholic Radio, God bless you. Uh, some items in the news. Uh, a week ago Sunday, elector, I don't even want to report this, but you've probably seen it. Elector was punched in the face by a woman in a Philadelphia church. And this past Sunday, a priest in Belgium was punched while celebrating mass. His, uh, his brother was also attacked when he came to his aid. You know, we talk about attacks on religious freedom. We see these attacks as attacks, not only personally, but on our very faith as well. We, Gene Wells, you, my listeners, can no longer be a complacent congregation thinking these things happen anywhere else. But prayer warriors seeking the Lord's protection and strength during these troubling times need to ramp up. We need to pray, pray St. Michael the Archangel, pray to our Lord for, um, for that health and well-being of our country, our hearts and minds and souls. If you watched the Republican National Convention last week, Sister D.B. Byrne said, quote, you'll find us here with our weapon of choice, the rosary, end quote. Yes, yeah, she was talking about pro-life, but that weapon of choice can be used by all of us. Uh, this past weekend, Bishop Johnson asked that you prayerfully consider making a donation to a special collection for Iowans impacted by the derecho and the thousands of Lebanese injured by the recent explosion in Beirut. Now, if you didn't remember at church or you are not going to masses yet, 
You can always donate online at the diocese website. That's dmdiocese.org and uh, forward slash giving or click on the giving button and it'll take you to the various options uh, to support um, those harmed by the derecho and in Lebanon. Hey, when we come back from the break, we're going to be visiting with Carol Mensink. She is a therapist with Catholic Charities and Scott Caldwell, the director of programs for Catholic Charities about the mental health of our nation, given the continuous disasters plaguing our country. It's time for Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Greg Harper. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Welcome back to Straight Talk and I with Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells. And so, so blessed to have Carol Mensing and Scott Caldwell joining me. 
this morning, uh, Carol is a therapist with Catholic Charities and Scott is director of programs for Catholic Charities. And we are talking about the mental health, excuse me, the mental health of our nation, given the continuous disasters plaguing our country. And I don't know about you two, but every time I hear about, you know, killer hornets and cicadas and any other thing, I'm like, no, (laughs) I can't take any more. I mean, (laughs) is that the normal response? I mean, are we at our breaking point, Carol? Well, I think, you know, stress can, um, what's been happening now with the pandemic and, and, and the racial um, situation, it affects people differently. Um, mm-hmm. And it all, a lot of it depends on your brat background, um, your social support from your families or your friends, your financial situation, and your own health and emotional background, the community you live in. And there's just so many different factors that um, kind of keep us in that, fight or flight stage mm-hmm. um, and some of the people that I think have are feeling this more strongly are come in different categories for example um, people that are in a higher risk category for those over 60 or older people or people with underlying health conditions um, mm-hmm. frontline workers as we know essential workers um, another thing we may not think of is if there's a substance abuse situation um, that was there prior to mm-hmm. the pandemic um, that can um, make that more challenging. Um, the the economic aspect, you know, the unemployment um, and people who are Even isolated, not unemployed. The the stress that you might be, the anxiety of your mm-hmm. You know, is our business going to survive this? I mean, we even have that at the diocese and at Catholic Charities. It's like, you know, how how much longer can we, you know, go on? Even though we are all, you know, I say that confidently, we're all fine. Um, but there's still that anxiety, you know. And Scott, I think that, you know, sometimes it's it's one of those things that the unknown creates as much anxiety as the known. Oh, certainly. And when you're dealing with all of these different obstacles and and events that, as Carol was saying, kind of triggers this emotional fear response, you know, fight or flight, and and Mm -hmm. to remain in that kind of uh, frame of mind uh, can really wear a person down. And then you throw on top of that murder hornets and what's (laughs) coming around the corner next. Um, you you can you can whip yourself into a frenzy um, all by yourself, and so in, in those instances, um, you can be um, your your own worst detractor. Mm-hmm. But as as people begin to kind of learn some ways to, and, and, and Carol has some expertise in this area for sure, to to learn how to self regulate and um, use some kind of positive um, frameworks to kind of think about things because at all if, if if you look at the cognitive behavioral therapy model it's um your your thoughts and beliefs um impact your emotional response which leads to certain specific actions sometimes mm-hmm. detrimental actions or they could be positive actions so yeah there's all kinds of unknown out there and um kind of looking at your experience more often than not you know uh, were you attacked by a murder hornet 
Probably not. And you probably won't be. But yeah. having that out there, that unknown, can, can really ratchet up those that emotional response. And so getting to more, your point where you're more grounded, well, you know, you, you can plan for the worst, but if you prepare for the best, more, more often than not, good things happen. I'd like you to both chime in because I, I, I want to kind of set the stage first and look at um, some of the symptoms that people may be experiencing that, you know, you're thinking you're just fine. You know, people are listening are like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. But what are some of those symptoms that that people experience when when they're going through stress? I know lack of sleep is one of them. Sure. Um, you know, what what are some of the things that people can kind of go through a checklist and say, oh, man, they just rattle off six of these or whatever. And and I'm experiencing four of them every day. Mm-hmm. What are some of those, Carol? Well, I um, I think. You're changing your eating habits. You're changing your emotional well-being. Uh, if the anxiety is starting to cause every day, making it more difficult to get out of bed. Um, and, of course, we know that physical symptoms, you know, the coughing, the fever, um, the shortness of breath, um, headaches. But and those aren't coronavirus What's that? It's not like we're diagnosing the, the medical condition. You're talking about physical attributes of, of stress, like the headaches and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, yeah, let's yeah. talk that. Oh, go ahead, Scott. I just wanted mm-hmm. to interject. You know, if you find yourself, you can't concentrate. Just highly distractible, but normally you're a task-oriented person. If you find yourself becoming short with people, you feel bad about it, you know, wow, why did I, why did I snap at that person? <clears throat> you can you can start to just identify that you're not yourself because, you know, the as Carl was saying, a lot of times um, um, it manifests itself physically, anxiety and depression, you know, um, your body feels it, and many times it's behavioral. You're, you are, people are looking at you and commenting that this isn't normal, that's not how you normally act, or you've been shorter mm-hmm. with people, or you're, um, you're behind on your deadlines, you know, for work or something like that. And, um, I mean, those are all symptoms of manifestation of stress, depression, and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then if you start beating yourself up for all of those things, now then that just adds, you know, layers on that, um, that depression. Because as you're rattling off those things, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I get in for therapy this afternoon, Carol? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let me pencil you in. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, you know, the triggers, though, you know, yes, we can beat ourselves up then, and that's that self-talk, and we have to do positive self-talk. But there are triggers like the derecho, like the coronavirus. Like, I just read this article oh, a week ago that the asteroid's going to hit the Earth right before the election. Well, that was oh, the yeah. headline. And then when you read the article, you're like, oh, no, it's the size of a refrigerator. It'll disintegrate as it comes into the atmosphere and it won't cause any harm to the earth. And it's like shame on that media source for aggravating that anxiety that we're feeling because of these disasters. And that's that was just a man-made anxiety that was totally not necessary. Yet, yet we embrace it. And... Mm-hmm. It triggers 
other anxieties? And what are some of the others that, I mean, those are kind of obvious ones, the derecho and the, the, um, the coronavirus, but what are some of those other ones that really can trigger this anxiety and depression that, that adds on to all these other things? Well, one thing that kind of pops into my head that I think we all, as time has gone on since March and April when things were closing down, there's the anxiety that's coming with the e-entry, the re-entry, I should Mm. say, Mm -hmm. um, of the anxiety that that entails. And it's inevitable um, that that we're going to have that anxiety. And I guess something that I sometimes think about is that Sometimes anxiety, believe it or not, can be useful um, in how you can, you know, regulate that and, you know, engage in appropriate preventive behaviors and, you know, ex- exercise the needed caution. But but there is some real anxiety, I know, going on right now with school starting and people going mm-hmm. back to work. So how much of that have you seen, I mean, is it... Is it evidenced in your clients? I mean, are you seeing that or is this just something that it's being talked about in the media and you're not really seeing it when it comes to the folks that you're helping? Well, actually, I have been seeing it um, as we've Mm -hmm. gotten closer to school starting, especially teenagers that I work with. Um, It's very, um, it's diverse as far as what their anxiety and feelings are. And the adults that I do um, have sessions with as well, they're not, they're, they're afraid to go out and mm-hmm. doing their reentry back into their, what we quote, normal way of life isn't that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, I just read a report that going to mass is one of the safest places you can go, yet we know the numbers are not there. You know, that folks are not returning to to mass, you know, even though it's considered a safe environment because of all of the cleaning and the distance um, uh, spacing of people and all of the things that our churches have done such a fabulous job. But there's still fear. Uh And I don't blame Mm -hmm. them. You know, it's a fear. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What? What's the first thing, uh, Scott, what's the first thing or one thing that you would suggest, and then Carol chime in, that we can do to stay mentally healthy? I'm thinking of let's provide a little uh, to-do list for our listeners. If they're feeling the stress of this, what's one thing they can do to help their mental state of mind? Well, well we're I, speaking I, about, oh, I'm sorry. Go, you, go ahead, Scott, please. We're speaking about some of the physiological um, responses to stress, and and uh, you know, so one one of the things is to um, get to sleep, get in your sleep. It's very important, and and to eat properly. Uh, if you can do those two things, maintain good nutrition and try to sleep, which isn't always possible. Um, there's going to be things that uh, that interrupt sleep, you know, obsessive worries, but. Um, Practicing some grounding activities that Carol can talk about be- before a person retires and setting, you know, setting the tone, the, the physical environment to get in some good sleep, to eat well, you know, and that doesn't mean you have to radically change and it's just some kind of different, like a microbiotic uh, diet, but um, just eating sensibly, not eating too much, 
Um, so some people react differently. They'll eat nothing or they'll eat way too much, but just uh, practicing moderation, um, you know, taking in enough calories and sustenance so you don't feel depleted. <clears throat> but another part of that is exercise because all these studies show how it, how it really elevates one's food to, to be physically active and, um, you know, um, so that doesn't mean you have to, uh, do your own self-styled triathlon. It could mean you take a nice walk at an opportunity at a, at a time when you can do that and you can do mm-hmm. that safely. You know, people are doing all kinds of um, mind-body um, activities related to yoga, um, Pilates, and some other forms of exercise, but they don't have to be real rigorous, just enough to elevate your heart rate, heart rate mm-hmm. for a sustained, sustained period of time. And get the blood flowing, and I, I think the rule of thumb is if you can, if you can do something somewhat vigorous for thirty minutes a day, and that could be walking, that could be riding your bike, that could be using um, something in a home gym like an elliptical machine, something of that nature. But those things, exercise, diet, and getting in sleep, that right there will set a good foundation for you to start kind of practicing some of the other things, some of the mindfulness activities. Mm-hmm learning some basic cognitive behavioral therapeutic techniques and self-talk, those things are within your control. And those are things that you can implement on a daily basis. What you're saying, Scott, is is you shouldn't eat a whole bag of ruffles at 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) Oh, no. No, it's the thing it might be because taking it a bunch of carbs makes you feel good. I mean, it really does. It will elevate your mood for a while. Mm-hmm. And they will crash. So mm-hmm. there is that, you know, yeah. it's easy to fall into that. But yes, that mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Carol, uh, yeah. what would you add to this list of things that we can do? You know, those of us that are taking notes, it's like eating, sleeping, and getting a little exercise. Those are things we always hear and right. mm-hmm. oftentimes don't do. And so we need that reminder. But there are other things that we can do. What else? What else are good you know, self-help practices to keep our mind healthy during times when it's being challenged. Well, and I know, as you just said, a challenge, but making time to unwind. And that means finding some activity, whether it be a new hobby, whether it be picking up a new book, um, connecting with others, talking with people that you trust, you know, about your concerns and, and how you're feeling. And here's one that I hope people remember, is connect with your community or your faith-based organization. Um, I know we're Even doing this. Even if it's by Zoom, right? Yeah, right, right. Um, you can yeah. either do that, and you can do that through social media or by phone or by mail. I know some people that I've talked to um, who have not been able to see their parent because that parent's in a nursing home or isolated at home alone. Um, sending cards, sending little trinkets to just remind them they're, they're being thought of, even grandkids. You know, send your grandkids something because you haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, nothing and lightens yes. my heart more than getting a um, a uh, modern art from you know your five year old grandchild. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's like, oh, it's a cat. Really? Hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, those things that come in the mail are just so sweet and so kind. And I know before my mom passed away that um, I had heard that, that her generation particularly likes receiving mail. 
So I went to the Dollar Tree and I bought a slew of cards and, mm-hmm. and put one in the mail every other day. And she just showed everybody at the nursing home, you know, the beautiful cards that I sent her. And who would have thought that a buck and a stamp would lift her spirits? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Scott mentioned it. Scott interceded anytime, you know, um, but he taught, he mentioned mindfulness. And so I've had people say, well, what does that do for you? Well, I didn't know this until not too long ago, but that mindfulness actually lowers your heart rate and your blood pressure, which in turn lowers your stress hormone, your stress hormone levels. And that comes from practicing mindfulness. Try to do it daily. Um, How do you do that? I mean, what do you mean by that? Practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is, there's a lot of different apps, too, I might add. Um, You can go on the the Internet and find many free apps that put you in a, your breathing, it matches your breathing, it matches where you are in your mind. Um, You kind of like check out for, for that period of time. And you just feel your body relaxing. It's it's kind of like it is escapes from your shoulders and your neck, where a lot of us hold a lot of our anxiety. Yeah. Um, just ask my chiropractor, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, it's it's the bottom of the hour already, and we need to take a break. And when we come back, we talk a little bit about the elderly. So let's go to the other end of the spectrum and talk about how to help our children. Um, with this, you know, the stress and anxiety that they may be feeling. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics. Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you online at mercydesmoines.org. The Christ Our Life Catholic Conference for Our Searching Souls, Friday and Saturday, September 26th and 27th at Wells Fargo Arena. Speakers include Father Donald Calloway, Sister Miriam James, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Mirjana Soldo, Magnus McFarlane Barrow, Steve Angrisano, and Iowa Catholic Radio's John Leonetti. Tickets and information are available through ChristOurLifeIowa.com. The Christ Our Life Catholic Conference, September 26th and 27th at Wells Fargo Arena. ChristOurLifeIowa.com. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio in Crisis the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, a local brewery featuring seasonal and limited release beers located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake and online at confluencebrewery.com. Confluence Brewing Company has growlers to go, apparel, and other gifts for family and friends. Confluence Brewing Company is available for curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Thank you, Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, for underwriting Catholic Women Now. As an authorized independent agent, Cindy's team can provide health insurance options from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. Cindy Schulte at 1315 50th Street in West Des Moines or on the web at cindyschulte.com. 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Products available at Farm Bureau Financial Services. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. Mid-70s and mostly cloudy for the afternoon. Slight chance of a shower clearing up overnight with mid to upper 50s and then sunny and upper 80s for tomorrow. The weather is being brought to you by Rock Valley Physical Therapy. Outstanding outpatient physical therapy and sports medicine rehabilitation with seven convenient locations in the Des Moines Metro and Southwest Iowa area. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. Back to Straight Talk and I with Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and today we're talking about the uh, the mental health of our nation and what we can do personally to to alleviate the stress and anxiety that comes with these continuous disasters we seem to be experiencing. My guests today are Carol Mensing. Carol is a therapist with Catholic Charities, and Scott Caldwell is the director of programs for Catholic Charities, and. And as we were talking um, before the break, we, we mentioned a little bit the, the elderly and, and how vulnerable they are, both physically and mentally, if, if they are isolated. But when we look at the littlest kids, you know, they're not going back to school. And, you know, my grandson, you know, was a little sick over the weekend. I mean, nothing, you know, he was worried he had coronavirus. And it's like, oh, we forget about the anxiety that they have now. Sunday, he was fine. He was, you know, all good. But that doesn't mean that he wasn't feeling that stress and anxiety because of of the information that he knows about this, you know, about this disease, which is pretty little for a kiddo. You know, um, how do we help our kids, um, Carol or Scott, how do we help our kids um, navigate these times when, you know, they were rushed to the basement during the duration. They, they roll up their windows when they drive by a, a testing site for coronavirus. You know, they're exposed to all of this stuff just as much as, as adults, and they don't have really the mental capacity to, to handle all of that. What do we do? Well, I think that um, when children observe their primary caregivers 
um, the adults and, and older, you know, adolescents who are in their, their, you know, circle, their social circle. They're, um, there's concentric circles of people who care about them. And, mm-hmm. and they see those folks are not panicking. And even though, as a parent, I might be, if, um, you know, I'm remaining calm and I'm modeling for them, you know, um, not, I mean, I'm concerned, but I'm not overreacting. I'm not mm-hmm. becoming overly emotional. I'm taking a very measured approach. As a child, I take great comfort in that. Now, as an adult, I might be, my heart could be something on the inside. (laughs) However, you know, (laughs) being informed, being informed parents um, enables us to to take more of a measured approach. So that's a big part of it right there, the child's immediate social environment, um, how they're reacting to things will oftentimes be a good mm-hmm. indicator how the child handles this the stress. Yeah. Because if they feel like the people around them who, in char- who are charged with their care are panicking, then they're going to panic, and, re- mm-hmm. and understandably so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're, they're learning that behavior, then that will take them into their childhood, into their adulthood. You know, if you Instead panic of- when things go wrong, mm-hmm. they're going to be a, a client of yours when mm-hmm. they get to be older, right? Well, and that's kind of what I was getting at when we would talk, when I talk a little or touch base on the anxiety part can be useful as, as, as like you said, as a child and you have a parent or caregiver set the example as to how to cope with those various anxieties that they're going to have the rest of their life mm-hmm. and to model what they can do now as young children will carry through. Well, and I think encouraging them to be able to ask questions and that's, you know, that's what happened in this situation is that, you know, you know, they just ask and if they are encouraged to explore that and understand that, no, this is just a, you know, this is just a little runny nose, you're fine, you know, this is, let's do everything we can to be healthy and, and um, I think that helps them as well, that they know that they are in a safe environment to ask questions. Now, now the other thing, um, and then Carol, I think you are, you do therapy in some of the schools, don't you? Yes, I, I do. I do. Um, I work yeah. with high school kids, yeah. older kids. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that we've heard a lot of, of conversation about is this, you know, getting, you know, it's important to get the kids back to school for the socialization aspect. Um, how important is that socialization for the kids, I mean, yes, academics are important, but they also, you know, need that social, um, the socialization model. Is that, is that a concern? And how long should a child be outside of that environment before it causes harm? We don't want it. To well, Jeannie, I saw you know, over the summer um, the kids were handling it really pretty well, actually better than mm-hmm. some of the adults that I was working with. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But uh, now, um, honestly, I've got some, you know, and sometimes it happens in families where you have one child that wants to jump into the high school arena and another sibling says, no way, I, I this is too weird for me. Um, and I have an example of both. I mean, I've got both. And um, I think it's important for the socialization, but yet I also you know, fear the safety, too. Um, mm-hmm. and what's your thoughts on that, Scott? I know you and I have talked about this, but what are your sure. thoughts on that? <clears throat> well, you know, there's a 
for example, the schools really have to strike a balance between, you know, providing an opportunity. It's, it's social behavioral learning in addition, you know, to education. So they need to strike a balance between um, healthy socialization and healthy social distancing. And it can be done, and actually the schools are developing some really, some really great procedures and protocols around that. And um, children are, are, you know, often much more resilient than adults give them credit for. That they just are. So they they can adapt. Um, but the, the socialization, you know, you, you learn by right. Children learn through play, and they learn through interactions uh, with other children. And I, I think it's it's this whole pandemic situation is really forcing us to adapt on a dime and. Uh, and do things differently, and as awful as it is, some of the adaptions are, are long-term going to be good for us. And um, so we're looking at, you know, is, is a virtual interaction with the peer as gratifying as an in-person one? Well, no, it's not. But mm-hmm. you can maximize that. And the other things uh, are, and I know some of the Catholic schools have done this, and some daycare centers have done this where they're, uh, kind of putting kids together in like these pods or modules or more of a family model. So it's less, it's everyone your same age and you'll have an older child, a uh, child in the mid range and a couple of younger children. So you kind of have a, uh, this family module where the child can interact in for the most, for the most part, where it's a whole different kind of interaction for, you know, when you're a little kid and there's someone who's 12, you know, they're like, rock stars to you, you know, so you have a whole different kind of mentoring and interaction that you wouldn't necessarily get with just um, your own peer group. And those could be some options, uh, and people are doing some of this moving forward with homeschooling, you know, where they're, mm-hmm. they're finding other folks who, and they've been tested, and they're tested negative, and they can put together these these groups to do some group learning and social learning at the same time. So while it's not optimal, it is an option that, that can meet a lot of needs, social needs as well as educational. What about those parents that have um, decided to homeschool their kids because of underlying health issues in their child mm-hmm. or their family? And, and so they are, um, they're not in a pod. They're only doing, you know, uh, electronic interactions. Should, should they still... Um, I mean, they probably still have anxiety. Is that the right choice for their child? You know, is there is there a comfort we can give them of you know this is not going to have a long term effect on your child, or 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 what can we what can we offer to them who've chosen that situation? Carol, what do you think? Um, yeah, that that's that's a really tough call to make. Yeah. Um, parents are. Um, those child, children with underlying conditions or the, the grandparents that take care of the kids after school or, um, yeah, the parents, they're so uncertain. Are they doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing for my child? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just I think you kind of hit on it, Jeannie, and I know Scott did too, communication, the open communication and answering questions and getting involved in as many activities as they can, maybe not doing the social mm-hmm. part of that, but but doing the activities, the games, the crafts, the you know, those different kind of things that is gonna um 
continue to help them grow um, and letting the parents know that you have tools available for you to help do that. Um, we need to take our last break of the hour. And before I do that, I want to remind folks of that 24-hour helpline that if you are feeling um, that you are without hope, know that there is a helpline, a 24-hour helpline. That number is 800-950-6264. It's through the National Alliance on Mental Health, 800-950-6264. There is someone there to talk to. Hey, we're going to take this break. and we come back, we're going to talk about a a new phenomena within the mental health care um, community. At least I think it's new, and that's this telecounseling. And is that available through Catholic Charities? How does it really work? Does insurance cover it? All of that kind of good stuff. We're listening to Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. The Christ Our Life Catholic Conference for Our Searching Souls, Friday and Saturday, September 26th and 27th at Wells Fargo Arena. Speakers include Father Donald Calloway, Sister Miriam James, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Mirjana Soldo, Magnus McFarlane Barrow, Steve Angrisano, and Iowa Catholic Radio's John Leonetti. Tickets and information are available through ChristOurLifeIowa.com. The Christ Our Life Catholic Conference, September 26th and 27th at Wells Fargo Arena. ChristOurLifeIowa.com. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you online at mercydesmoines.org. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for your support of Dowling Catholic Sports 365. Construction Professionals is a family-owned business dedicated to our customers. Whether designing, building, or renovating, we are here to better serve you. Our passion for quality craftsmanship, paired with our dedication to creativity, result in a home that reflects your personality, style, and family function. Construction Professionals. Design. Build. Renovate. cpcustomhomes.com. From our family to yours. God bless. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. 
the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells. And today we are talking about mental health of the nation. Given the coronavirus, the derecho, the hurricanes, the floods, the droughts, the fires. I mean, it's um, it's overwhelming to many of us, even if we are not personally impacted. So I brought together today Carol Mensing. She's a therapist with Catholic Charities and Scott Caldwell, Director of Programs for Catholic Charities. And I want to talk about, and maybe you can clarify whether this is a new offering or not, but this telecounseling for folks that are isolated at home and, and just are continuing to feel that there is there's no one to help them, you can still help them through this telecounseling. Is this new, Scott? Well, <clears throat> telehealth isn't new, but it's being uh, used much more broadly now since the pandemic. So uh, teletherapy and telephonic therapy using a phone falls under that heading of uh, telehealth. And mm-hmm. it, it's been used for some time, but now, um, at least for a, a the interim, insurances have been actually uh, reimbursing for teletherapy. In the past, people just pay out of pocket for, for that. And mm-hmm. it's become more routine because it really does meet the needs of, of people with uh, you know, mental health issues who, who cannot get someplace physically. And then, of course, more broadly, you're able to you know do outreach into rural areas as long as folks have connectivity in many parts of our state, as you know, that are rural there's a dearth of mental health providers. So mm-hmm. um, there's a real silver lining there in this in this whole um, adaption, in this new environment of providing mental health services, that that's something that uh, uh, will be more available to people who couldn't have accessed it in the past. So Catholic Charities offers teletherapy. Yes. Right, Carol? Yes, yes. Um, I was just going to kind of, just going to, Kind of mentioned, um, and this falls into the telehealth part of this. Uh, September is National Prevention Suicide Month, and okay, and so it's it's for those people who are feeling isolated and depressed um, and don't want to leave their house. The telehealth has proven to be very helpful. I do have um, I do have the eight hundred number for that hotline if you would like me to share that absolutely i've been sharing the one from the national alliance on mental health 800-950-6264 do you have another resource for folks because there's never we don't want to have too few do you have another one yes i do i have the national suicide excuse me national suicide prevention lifeline Mm -hmm. and that that number is 1-800- Two seven three talk eight two five five talk, and they can speak with the counselor who can connect them with other local resources, and that's free, mm-hmm. confidential, and it's available twenty four seven. So thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So eight hundred two seven three eight two five five or two seven three talk. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yep. So this. Um, with this onset of, of teletherapy, I mean, I'm really intrigued by this. Um, do you, 
uh, anticipate that this will continue to be offered and paid by insurance, which is critical once this pandemic is over? Um, God, I yeah, I believe that. Yeah, telehealth is, is here to stay. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's proven effective. Now, the wild card, the, the variable that we can't always predict is, is will insurances pay for it? They certainly have been. There was some mm-hmm. proposed legislation before the Congress to continue to reimburse at a, at a rate of 75% moving forward. Um, however, uh, I think that, that didn't go anywhere. It'll probably have to be reintroduced. But regardless, um, whether insurances are reimbursing or not, Catholic Charities is, is one of a handful of organizations that uh, receives United Way funding for our counseling program. And by virtue of some of that funding, that helps underwrite things like a sliding fee scale option. For people mm-hmm. who, who, can't, who don't have insurance or for folks who are sorely underinsured, maybe they don't have a good mental health coverage that mm-hmm. would cover something like telehealth, so we have that option, for folks, as well. So we're going to continue with this, and we are able to um, enroll people during this time. Uh, we have. Yeah, a, how does that work? I mean, because usually you do this kind of introductory interview, fill out paperwork, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. How does that work when yeah. you are not in person? Yeah, good question. We can do that online now um, through a a protected password, um, clients who have access to wireless, and there's different ways for them to do that if they don't in their home. But we can send the the required paperwork to them. They can sign off electronically. They can fill out some paperwork in advance for uh, the the eventual meeting with the therapist for the first time to get some background information. It's all secure. It's a secure platform. It's all HIPAA-compliant. And that way, uh, people who can get into our office, uh, right now they can't because we're in kind of a partial um, shutdown, but mm-hmm. even in the future, there'll be folks who, who can't come in or, or are fearful of coming in. They'll be able to take care of all of that paperwork um, electronically. Well, and I think also there, uh, hopefully the stigma of, of getting therapy has um, gone away over time. But there may be some people that are embarrassed to admit that they need or or want some mental health care. And I would think that this could, this teletherapy could help eliminate that that whole fear of, of having someone think that you're crazy, you know, and, and you're not. You just, you need a third party. And, and I hope that will help too. Mm-hmm. So, so if, if I say, I, I really like this idea. I want to do something. What what do I do? Is there a phone number I call? Is there do I go online to start the process? What do I need to do? Uh, Scott, I'm not sure how we how we've been doing that actually. Um, <laughs> well, um, I, we, there is a yes. we have a central intake procedure. Mm-hmm. And how and, does that work for a, a new client today? Scott, can yes, you so let me, yes, I can. Um, I'm just Thank pulling you. something up here. We have, um, what we have is a, is a uh, central intake number that clients can contact, and uh, as that will get the ball rolling where they're able mm-hmm. to, um, they're able to uh, provide us with some basic information, and then we can um, begin that online enrollment process. So, uh, so what is that number? Have, Yes, let me let me pull that up for you. I wasn't 
Okay. Prepared for that question. <laughs> so I do apologize. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry about that. You know, <laughs> these conversations, they go where they go, you know. And, and <laughs> they do I go. Really... Yeah. So here's the yeah. number. Uh, I'll provide that to you. It is um, 515-237-5045. And if you can mm-hmm. simply leave a message there and you're able, we will then check that. Uh, check the messages and get back to anyone making an inquiry regarding counseling. And then I think that's that, wonderful, folks. Yeah, that number is five one five two three seven five zero four five. If you're interested correct. today and say, "I, you know, I need to talk to somebody," call them, leave a message, they'll get back to you. I think that's great. Carol, you want to do a last thought? I just wanted to to give the thought after after that process gets started, then myself as a therapist reach out reaches out to them and we get we get the the history and we get the information mm-hmm. and and they feel safe and in a protected environment where they're in their own home and they don't venture out and they're very receptive and we do zoom we can do um, FaceTime and um, we do over the phone as well because some people I just don't that. have access I love that so, hey, it's um, time to wrap up. I want to thank my guest, Carol Mensing, therapist for Catholic Charities, Scott Caldwell, director of programs for Catholic Charities. Also, thanks to my producer, Jimmy Olson. I'm Jean Wells. And today, asking St. Dymphna, the patron saint for those struggling with depression and anxiety, to help us keep the world around us in perspective, to not lose sight in hope of hope in the Lord. St. Dymphna, pray for us. Thank you for joining me today on Straight Talk. We are on the air because of your prayers and generosity. I thank you so much. Please consider a tax-deductible gift during our carathon at the end of this month. You can go online to iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk is every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk, heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and replayed at 10 p.m. only on Iowa Catholic Radio.